Boom. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Duo Podcast with myself, Nolsey, and my co-host, Jaxie. Hope you're all keeping well. We are recording this on the 7th of December, 10 past 4. So we have two games yet to play, but we will drive on nonetheless. Um, first thing I suppose we have to talk about is those Christmas waiver deadlines. We've had two in very quick succession, and I've seen a lot of people pick up a point, pick up points against their opponents that haven't been on the waiver. So make sure you are watching and listening into waiver deadlines. Um, this one is Friday, 11 a.m., and then we have a relatively quick turnaround Thursday and then Wednesday again. So make sure you're keeping up to date, keeping on that waiver, and trying to get maximum points possible. We had lovely results on the waiver this week. Our top performer was Andres Pereira. Three assists, all three bonus points, two points for playing 90 minutes. If you have him in your team, he's still a great hold. Fulham have some very nice fixtures over the next couple of game weeks. So if you have him, I'd probably hold him. Yeah, they have West Ham, Newcastle, Burnley, and then Bournemouth as well. So some very good fixtures over the next four. After that, they do play Arsenal. But yeah, as you said, great hold. Yeah, there is going to be some rotation in the Fulham side because the results of that game, essentially every forward got an attack and return. But Pereira especially is going to be top of, top of my list. If I had to pick any of them, just because of his set pieces, I really like him. Yeah, the likes of Tom Kearney and Harry Wilson, although they are great players and they look good when they're on the ball, Pereira is definitely more nailed. I think so. Uh, long-term hold, I'd have Pereira. Another great waiver was Leon Bailey. Now, we recommended him game week 14. I wouldn't have had him myself against Man City. But looking at his fixtures and looking at his points this season, he's been a real surprise. I only looked at his points before he got the goal against City, and he had one more point than Marcus Rashford this season. And, like, if you had presented Bailey to me, yes, he looked like a good pick on game week 14. But previous to that, we've mentioned it on one of the reels on Instagram, he's been a rotation player. But he still performed from yeah. that substitution position. So even if you wanted to keep him on your team as a fifth midfielder and play him in them easy fixtures in game week 18, Sheffield, game week 20, Burnley, 21, Everton, and 23, Sheffield again, he could be a nice little rotation midfielder if you, if you like him and you want to keep him and you want to kind of play through the possible rotation that he might, he might have. And even if he only gets 20 or 30 minutes against the likes of Sheffield he still has a high probability of scoring because we've seen it all season he does have a very high trade value now as well that's very true that is very true and if you don't want to take the risk and you want to get a more solid steady Eddie who we'll talk about later on in the podcast now could be a great time yeah that's a great point no better time to get rid of him than after returning against City especially we know he's going to be a rotation risk Um, I think he will play his way into the team but we're going to talk about a couple of people that are on the way back, the likes of Jacob Ramsey. So I suppose now is a good time to go into a little bit of bonus content that you won't find on the YouTube. A couple of players that you might want to get in early. A couple of players that are probably on the waiver for one reason or another that could be good pickups if you have space in your team and if you think they're going to do well. Jacob Ramsey played again for Villa. Didn't start, but came on as far as I know. And, yeah, if you think he's going to take the place of the likes of Bailey and could become a, a more consistent starter, if you want to pick up Jacob Ramsey early, you know, that could could be a good shout. Personally, I said I'd wait till he gets two starts in a row. The likes of Bailey and Tillemans have provided um, good options for Villa, so maybe he's not as nailed as we thought when he was going to come back from injury. Jota, who we'll talk about in 
uh, in relevance to another player could possibly back be back game week 18 or game week 19 he's out doing light training by himself so if he's on the waiver and you wanted to pick him up slightly earlier could be a good option now there's going to be a, a small bit on why Jota might be a, a good pick and, and maybe not so good pick later on Robertson maybe not this week but keep an eye on him in a game week or two he's going to be only three or four or five game weeks away from returning if you want to pick him up as a cheeky early pick maybe three or four game weeks prior that would be a good one i think now is a bit early for i suppose what yeah. he's done previous in the season but another one to keep the eye on Eze, i've seen him dropped off on a couple of waivers and he's back training himself or doing a bit himself i think that there has been a small bit of um uh, there's been a small bit of back and forth between him and the medical team. Okay. So he's saying, oh, I think I'll be back sooner. And the medical t- team are saying, uh, might yeah. be that soon. Yeah. So if he's in that sort of frame of mind, maybe it's not going to be as extensive as we thought. It'll still be three or four weeks. Yeah. But yeah, if he's in the waiver, I- I'd like to hold him. He has some tough fixtures coming up. So you don't mind missing them. Yeah. Um, but that Christmas period, again, we talked about it an awful lot last week. It's going to be vital that you have... 14 starting players essentially yeah or fit players would say um and yeah there yeah. was there's some some nice some nice little kind of cheeky punts i suppose yeah finally on our little i suppose section where we talk about players you can get in advance another little bonus ex- uh, section which you probably could figure out yourselves bournemouth come into three fantastic fixtures after this game week bournemouth play luton forest and fulham I think they're going to be high-scoring games because all of them teams will be looking at each other to pick up points from. Bournemouth have improved an awful lot over the last couple of game weeks. So players like Tavernier would be top of my list. If you're in a good position and you want to get them players for the next three, well, not next three game weeks, game week 17, 18, 19. Or he came on. He came on in game week 15. Again, there's going to be rotation. So I think Tavernier back in there. Christie got an assist and seems like he's going to be um, yeah. a, a player that's... It's not just Solanke that's returning. 100%. The likes of Semenyo, I presume Semenyo's gone as a striker, but... Yeah. That's what it was last year at Bournemouth. It was just relying on Solanke to do everything. And now, other players like Tabernier, like Semenyo, they're all coming into Clivert it. Clivert even played well the last day. So, um, yeah, if you're well set up, then Bournemouth lads, they might have been attractive a couple of weeks ago now they seem like great picks for Luton, Forest and Fulham I think I'm going to pick one up myself yeah. and it's just really fun to see them three fixtures in a row and take a little ch- chance on one yeah. of them two, um, two of those are at home as well which is great yeah so um, there are some players that you might pick up early if your team is well set up as we know the Christmas period is vital as we've seen this week there's been a load of benches rotation the likes of Simicass um, Darwin Loads of players um, have got rested midweek. Hopefully, after the next game week or two, it's going to come back, go back to some sort of stability. But if you are set up, there are a couple of nice players that you can keep an eye on. Yeah. Although we do like stability, the rotation does allow you to take a punt on players. 100%. And get an edge over somebody by actually playing the fixtures and playing the rotation. Playing the, playing the rotation. You can use it to your advantage. Yeah. There's a couple of players that we, would, we will be recommending today that probably wouldn't normally only for the rotation they now look like options so yeah this can be a difficult time but if your team is stale and no one's doing anything with theirs you can capitalize on those fixtures and actually have an edge over a team that looks great on paper but you actually have 11 starting players and they have eight or nine 
So although they might look good and in a normal game week, you might think, geez, these are gonna beat me. You can plan per game week. Moving on to our watch list section. And before we get on to this, there is still some fantastic players that we talked about last week in the watch list. Um, if you want to have a kind of more extensive understanding of why we picked them, have a listen back to Game Week 15 or watch the YouTube video of the Game Week 15 waivers. We give it a small bit more detail regarding those players. We're not always going to repeat ourselves, but if they are still available, they are all still fantastic picks. This week's watch list, and I suppose this week and beyond, first player is Luis Diaz. <laughs> I was going to say Douglas Luis. Du- uh, Luis Diaz. Now, why Douglas... <laughs> why... Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz, sorry. Why Luis Diaz is a great pick is for a couple of reasons. We said Jot is injured. Now, I know that might be only till game week 18 or game week 19, but that's kind of three or four fixtures where there's one less player to compete with. Then from game week 21 to 24, Salah is gone to the AFCON. Now, I think... Egypt are in the top like five or six teams to win it. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't go the full four games, but maybe he goes three. That brings you right up to game week 24, possibly. Um, where uh, Luis Diaz, again, I was going to say Douglas Luis. Luis Diaz is only fighting between the likes of Gakpo, Nunez, and a couple of them midfielders. He can play in a, a range of different places. Mm. I know a lot of other players can for Liverpool, but when there's one less, when there's two less, that's going to make a big difference. Based on all that and the fact that he started the last two games, I think he's going to be a great pick for the next, essentially, 10 game weeks. So if you want to get a cheeky little trade over the line, he got whipped against Sheffield, so maybe someone's thinking, oh, geez, he's not going to be the best pick, so on and so forth. Based on this, I think he's actually been a nice little pickup, and he's going to be a lot more nailed than he has been this season. I know he's gone through his old personal stuff, and there has been rotation, but I think over the next the Christmas period and beyond, he's going to be a nice little pick for you. Moving on, we have Chelsea, and we know Chelsea have a, a sick run of fixtures. In the next, what is that, eight game weeks? Liverpool is the only red fixture. The rest of them you can see, I wouldn't say win, because Chelsea aren't. Still playing yeah. that great, but definitely score. Yeah, definitely attacking returns. We've talked about a, a lot of players uh, for Chelsea, especially Gallagher. Now, Gallagher has, or did get a red card. He will be back for game week 16. My only issue with Gallagher now is the fact that Enzo banged, played well. Caicedo's mm-hmm. back in there. Uh, Mudrick got an assist. So I, I think he's still going to be relatively nailed, but expect a couple of benches based on the team they're playing. Um... I think Poch will look to the likes of Mudrick. I think the most nailed, obviously, you have Palmer and Sterling. If you yeah. could get Sterling in a trade right now, it'd be unreal. I just don't think anyone's going to give him away. Yeah. Yeah, any of them players. Reese James is going to be very hot. Very hot. The likes of Caldwell. All these players that are going to be nailed, especially the likes of Enzo now, is going to be one of those steady eddies. He's not going to be on penalties all the time because Palmer's going to play majority of games. He just got lucky that Palmer got subbed on but any of those Chelsea assets even Gallagher even though now he hasn't really helped himself for getting the red card and then the likes of Mudrick playing decent um, he's probably reduced his minutes by like 10 or 15% yeah. he's still going to be a nice steady Eddie any of any way into that Chelsea team where a player is going to be playing 70 to 80% of those games it's going to be good 
and that's the likes of Gallagher, Enzo, I wouldn't say Caicedo as an FPL pick, obviously Palmer is going to be really really high, Jackson and then a little cheeky and Kunku if he's still on the waiver, I think he's going to get in in the next couple of game weeks, maybe from game week 18, 19, he's going to be on the pitch at some stage, if you could get him over the line, could be a fantastic trade. Yeah, he's expected back 16th of December, so surely the next three to four game weeks and Kunku will be back in. He's back in. He's back in. And then maybe, maybe that tells us that Jackson could be a trade right now. I still think Jackson will return over the next couple of game weeks, but if Nkunku is going to challenge him, and that's just like inevitable that there's going to be rotation, now Jackson has an extremely high trade value, and now might be a good time to will, look around, shop around. Will Jackson have something to prove over the next four game weeks before Nkunku comes back? I think that's the risk you're going to have to take if you were willing to trade Jackson for maybe a more solid striker. The issue is how many other solid strikers are there in the Premier League. Um, you're probably going to have to look to improve your midfield. So, yeah, you're going to have to take the risk that Jackson does have something to prove, that he is playing poor teams, that he is likely to return. But what you want to kind of, I suppose, bank on is that the player you're getting or the players you're getting for him are going to outscore him in the long term. Moving on, Martin Odegaard comes onto our watch list. Obviously a fantastic player, has been underperforming in terms of FPL this season, but still playing very good when he's on the pitch. Arsenal are top of the league and playing very well. They, they now look like a team that will grind out victories, especially with that last minute winner. Yeah, Declan uh, Rice coming in clutch. Like. There you go. Like they, they look like a team, especially now that City also lost. That will give Arsenal an awful lot of mot- motivation. And I think if Arsenal are to win the league, he is going to be centre to it. I know he at times he's not going to be the most exciting FPL pick because of the way he plays and where he plays on the pitch. But I think he's going to be an extremely consistent player. I know in normal FPL a lot of people are complaining about Saka and oh he's not exploding. I will take a five point player every day of the week because you add up them five points every day or on average that is going to win you games. In his last three games he's got a five, a ten and a three. If you do the maths, what, 18 divided by 3, that's a 6, average 6 points per game. He's not always going to play to that, but they have some nice fixtures. Arsenal look like they can score at any given day. Even if it's a 1-0 win and he gets a return, there's bonus points. So if they're going to win games, and he's going to be central to that, he's going to be in the bonus points. If he scores, he's going to be in the bonus points. If they win well, he's going to be somewhat involved. Who would you do, um, who would be a potential trade for Odegaard? A bone, a bone, a bone. It's very going to be going to be very hard to um, part ways a bone. But this is the type of player you kind of have to look at. Do I want a steady Eddie in terms of a really really high elite player, or do I want a bone who can, on any given day, go off? But you're kind of looking at fixtures. Can as go well. off. Can get injured as well. Yeah, playing with. A lesser a side. Le- a lesser side, yeah. That, you know, they're not going to win every game. Uh, Arsenal are going to win the majority of games this season. And when you win games, you have to score goals. Therefore, yeah, maybe um, he's going to be in, in and around it the majority of times. So, if you're looking, you're going to have to be given an elite player. Someone yeah. who's probably outperforming him at the time now. Yeah. Because of his uh, reputation from last season. Um, you're going to have to give a nice bit to get him. Moving on. A player that has returned last week, or I suppose game week 15, Pascal Gross. And this guy is a bit of a sicko. I'm surprised he only has three goals and four assists this season. 
because he always seems to return every time always every week you always, think Pascal yeah. Gross has got some sort of return he is a pick and stick we said it when we did or I think it was game week 14 and trade dilemma trade was Gross and Jackson actually um, for Martinelli and DCL DCL injured Martinelli finally getting a bit of form Thanks. But last week or yeah this game week this game week game yeah. week 15 but uh, this is the type of uh, trade we're talking about Gross is a pick and stick Jackson could be upgraded to someone else so when you make a trade don't always think that this is forever that player can then turn into someone else so that Gross and Jackson trade Gross fantastic pick but that Jackson then can become someone else and by the end of this trade you're looking at two totally different players why Gross is a, a great pick is because of the other competitions international competitions not only because he's on set pieces and on some penalties and one of the most nailed players for Brighton but the fact that Adingra is going to the AFCON the likes of the Adingras and the Matomas going away is going to solidify that even more their run of fixtures although Brighton aren't very good defensively they always seem that or you kind of nearly expect them to always score yeah. they have some nice run of fixtures Burnley game week 16 so immediate returns hopefully um, then they got some nice fixtures 21, 22, 23 Wolves, Luton, Palace Sheffield 25 and then Everton, Fulham, Forest so there's a little section there 25 to 28 Sheffield, Everton, Fulham, Forest that he's going to be a really really high trade value so to me because I'm looking from 16 to 28 and I'm thinking oh I'd like to have him for this fixture and then these three fixtures and then them four fixtures he could be a season long hold yeah, a pick and stick. We said it before. It's you know, it's it just goes perfectly with Pascal Gross because it doesn't matter what fixture he plays. You don't ever want to have him on your bench because he's he, yeah. he will he will prove you wrong. Uh, he's going to tick along nicely, as we said. Three goals, four assists. You know, he's all, he's going to rack up decent numbers over the end of the season. He's not going to um, just like be the craziest player, but he's going to be another consistent point. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about him. Just- Put Pascal Gross in your team, leave him there, and he'll do his own thing. There you go, man. Pick and stick watch list. Pascal Gross, I love him. When I've had him, he's returned. Yeah. I would highly, highly recommend trading for him. And last is Leno. We talk well, about before Leno. Before we move on to, to Leno, Pascal Gross, whenever you play him, you always lose. You always lose that draft game week whenever Pascal Gross is playing. Why is that? He just always seems to return whenever you're playing against him. Oh, sorry, when you're against him. Yeah. yeah, 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 you hate seeing him. Yeah. You're like, this fecker will do something somehow. Yeah. <laughs> last on our, our watch list is Leno. And yes, Fulham have some nice fixtures over the next eight game weeks. The likes of um, Burnley, Bournemouth in a row. And then they also have Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth in a row again. So the first two Burnley and Bournemouth games are 18-19. And then they have Everton, Burnley, Bournemouth 22-23-24. So they have some nice fixtures in the next eight, nine game weeks that maybe you can look for a clean sheet, but obviously you're going to be predominantly looking for save points. Leno has the second most saves in the Premier League this season, only after Fodderingham. Obviously Sheffield, one of the worst teams in the Premier League, going to receive a serious amount of shots. So, you know, likely that they're going to have the most saves. Fulham have four clean sheets this season. Sheffield have one. And, you know, you never really expect Sheffield to get a clean sheet. I think that clean sheet was against Spurs, you know. And um, so Fulham kind of have a a bit of a combination of a decent opportunity to get a clean sheet. Not really likely, but combined with the save points. So it's kind of like a a nice 
intersection yeah. of, of a, a keeper now I'm not saying go out and trade straight away for Leno but I think it could be a little che- cheeky one in a double trade what if you get like a Jackson and a Leno or you get a Leno for a Jackson and another keeper um, mm. with a decent fielder that for me would be a good trade Jackson seems very very good because he's a loads of greens but it's a rotation risk so you get a nice midfielder for him and uh, get Leno and get someone else. So by the end of it, you have Leno. You've got a really nice midfielder, a striker for Jackson, who's a sea of green, right? Yeah. And you've got rid of a keeper who might seem good on paper, but still might not outscore Leno. Like Pickford. Or oh, Pickford pick- definitely. Onana. Onana is going to the Afcon, so that could be a great pick. Onana actually has the fourth most saves of keepers in the Premier League, so that he kind of intersects nicely with the the saves versus possibility of clean sheets. But if you do want to look towards them 21 to 24 fixtures where Leno has very good fixtures and Onana doesn't maybe you're looking at your other keeper and you're seeing that from 21 to 24 he doesn't have any good fixtures yeah. maybe getting rid of like an Onana and a Leno for a Jackson um, and someone else a lot of people mightn't be aware of the AFCON yeah this is it's a slightly early so maybe in the next guarantee in the next two or three weeks you will hear so much about it yeah. so getting these kind of trades over the line cheeky little trades Salah's gone to the AFCON as we said you know for a big big player could be a massive difference if you haven't your first pick for game with 21 to 24 it's going to be a big difference so beware of the AFCON we're going to be releasing a video next week of all the players that are going to the AFCON and all the possible replacements for them. That might help you in your trade decisions. So moving on to our Game Week 16 waivers. Hopefully they are as successful as the Game Week 15. If you ever get a return or a win from any of our waivers, please give us a shout. If we have ever given you a win, what we want is a subscription on YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button on YouTube if we've ever helped you in any way or for any other reason. Just do it, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had some nice returns. The likes of Bentley and Dubravka. As we said, Dubravka in our time is yet to play. Hopefully he's going to be a good pick. As we said, I think um, he is going to be preferred. There's talks of another keeper coming in, but I think Dubravka is well good enough to have a starting spot. If he's not picked up, pick him up anyways. You know, take the risk that they're that they're going to get someone else in. Yep. He's going to be a good pick. Bentley, seven pointer, clean sheet. My Sa might be back for the next game week, but I think it's Forest they play next. Um, why not keep him? Take a chance. If he doesn't play, your subkeeper will come on and you can look to the waiver. Hopefully, there'll be another keeper back next week. Game week 16 defenders. As always, we're going to order these based on, I suppose, their nailness or how long you're going to hold them and the probability of returning. In defenders, bottom of our list is Wambasaka. Wambasaka is a good and a bad pick. Good pick because they're playing Bournemouth. He's a bad pick because Dallow has played 90 minutes every game week since game week 3. So they're obviously in the same position, both playing right back. Now Dallow can play left back, so even if Dallow does get another 90 minutes, maybe it's at left back. I think Wambasaka will get the start this week because of United's schedule. So they played on the, what, the 6th was it? I'm trying to get our dates right, obviously we're over here in Perth, so... Um, 
he played yesterday essentially yeah um they play again on the 9th of december they play on the 13th of december they play on the 18th the 23rd the 27th the 31st so on average it's around f- every four days i'm not saying to hold wampasaka because United's fixtures aren't fantastic and it's going to be hard to predict. But I do think he's a good one-week punt this week against Bournemouth because I suppose they can't just keep playing. They can't keep playing Shaw because he's injury-prone. They can't keep playing Dallow because they'll want him for the big fixtures of Bayern Munich and Liverpool. I think Wan-Bissaka is going to get in there because they want Dallow as the first-choice right-back against Bayern and against Liverpool. There is a six-day Five day between Bayern and Liverpool, so he could play both those games, Dallow. Um, but I think for him to play both those games, he, he can't play against Bournemouth. So Wan-Bissaka, hopefully, to get a clean sheet against United could be a good shout. But at the same time, Bournemouth yeah, aren't they, the worst team in the world. Could, United have kept a couple of clean sheets recently. Clean sheet against Everton, Luton and Fulham, three in a row. Bournemouth have been very attacking in the last couple of weeks, so... I wouldn't be surprised to see a Bournemouth get a goal, but if you're playing the odds, you're playing the fixtures, and you're kind of playing the rotation, Wan-Bissaka could be a good one-week punt that a lot of people probably won't go for based on his minutes. Next player is Lewis Dunk. Again, Brighton not very good at the back. I think they've kept one clean sheet. Are they yet to keep a clean sheet this I think season? they're yet to keep I a clean so sheet. I think so too. I don't think they've kept any clean sheet this season. And they play Burnley this week. Again, Burnley just put five past, uh, or last week put five past um, Sheffield. Sheffield. So they're not the worst attacking team either. They did fail to score against Bulls, but Brighton just looks so, so weak at the back that anyone can score. Now, they look sloppy as well. Yeah, they look very sloppy. And even for the penalty that was given, it was Van Hecke. Okay. Just pulled them down, like laziness. Yeah. Just look, look sloppy. Yeah, so they... They are likely to concede, but if you're looking for those attacking returns... Possibility of uh, a dunk bullet header. <laughs> yeah. he, he has got one goal this season, uh, with a 1.63 expected goal. So, again, as he bumps that up, it's kind of more likely that he's eventually going to get that second goal. And he's also had 1.4 expected assists. So, like, he's had essentially a three expected goal involvement and he's only got one goal he's so, on some free kicks as well isn't he he's on direct free kicks mate yeah he, he, he smashes them like a freaking what's that called <laughs> uh, knuckle shot knuckle ball Lewis <laughs> <laughs> Dunk knuckle ball uh, so it's a possibility that he he actually uh, gets on the score sheet score sheet score sheet um, but if you want to play the fixtures and the probability again Burnley always a team that you could kind of attack in terms of um, you know a clean sheet but Zero minutes in the last two games. He said he got a red card. He's back from his red card that he received three weeks ago, so he might be on the waivers because of that. Gone under the radar. And another dud on our defender waivers is Zuma. Another team that are very, very poor at the back, but kind of the same reasons as Lewis Dunk. Bullet header. Bullet header. <laughs> That's what we're hoping for. Because the likes of West Ham, Brighton... Um, a lot of these teams have been poor at the back this season. You're picking these big boys in centre-back. Zumas, Dunks, hoping that they're going to get in the score sheet. Again, we talked about James Ward-Prowse and his influence on the probability of the likes of Suchek, Piqueta and Zuma's um, uh, attack and threat. Um, this is the only other player I can find that, if you want to punt this week, they're playing Fulham, who just put five past... 
Forest. Forest. Um, he missed the he, Zuma missed the last game because his house got robbed. And I've been seeing this a serious amount with Premier League footballers. Their house is getting robbed. The the Luis Diaz. Yeah. You know, like it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's very apparent in recent years. Premier League footballers' houses getting robbed while they're at the game. The whoever is doing it knows this person is definitely not home. I see him on the TV, or he's going to be playing. You yeah. know, um, family probably going to watch him play the game as well. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, uh, you know, a lot of people have to employ crazy security now because they can't go to a game without fear of being robbed. Absolutely mental. But moving on to our smaller size leagues. We have a couple of options in defenders in our smaller size leagues. Again, this based is based on your team. If you want a one-week punt, Wolves aren't a bad shout. Just recently kept a clean sheet against Burnley, and they're playing Forest in game week 16. There is a couple of options. Now, looking at the waiver, a lot of the Wolves boys are taken. Obviously, they had two good fixtures in a row, Burnley and Forest, so people would attack that. But a couple of these players might have gone under the radar. Especially in the smaller size leagues, the 8 to 10 size leagues. That maybe you have five good defenders and you didn't want to kind of sacrifice one. Because a lot of the time we've talked about that so often that when you have five good defenders, it's very hard to keep all of them. And you don't, you miss out on like a Semedo, who we're going to talk about, who has done very well in the last two game weeks and got very far forward. and Kind of looks like the player you think he's going to be. Uh, he will inevitably let you down. That's what he does. Yellow cards. He's like, four, Luke, he's like a Luka Dean. Yeah, he's four yellow cards. But again, if you're going on form, um, if you're going on probability of clean sheets, Semedo would be a more attacking player out of this trio that we're going to talk about. Totti, because he might be available. The likes of Craig Dawson and Kilman, I presume, are going to be taken. And then, really under the radar, but probably one of the better picks, is Eight Nuri. Eat Nori's been out for the last two games as far as I know injured and is still currently flagged so will possibly be on the waiver now the manager did say he will miss Burnley game but we hope to have him back and expect him to be back for Forest. so I think he's still red is he? yeah he's still red so I presume he's going to be yellow by expected back 9th of December 9th of December which is the game the next game Yeah. Um, so I presume he's going to go yellow and then possibility of playing He's played very well this year. He has racked up essentially a 2.0 XGI without returning. He's had some very poor finishes. I've watched him personally because I went for Dawson ahead of him one week. And I nearly shit myself because I'm like, oh my god, he's going to haul here. And his finishing isn't great. But if he does improve that finishing um, and he does play the next game, he could be one of them Wolves defenders that is available. I know we spoke last week about XG and how Huang He Chan mm-hmm. is outperforming his XG we're just saying oh he's just a very good finisher his goal the last day was unbelievable like he looked another great finish yeah I thought about that exact was, point when I saw it was it. just so relaxed and so much he had so much control like when you're in form them shots seem easy I watched Darwin Nunez this morning and one on one chance and he just never looks like scoring because they're just not going in and sometimes especially with strikers when they start scoring it starts flowing they don't overthink it. I think that's what's going on with Hee-Chan. He's in the form of his life, as well as being a good finisher. And Darwin's the opposite. Yeah. Even though he's still playing relatively well. Top of our defenders list for small size leagues is Player of the Month, 
Harry Maguire. Player of the month. Player of the month. Harry Maguire, Premier League Player of the Month. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a bit of a joke. But he's played very well for United. Who voted who voted for that? Is it the players? I think it's no, I think it's the fans. Okay. So maybe it's a bit of a meme job, but he has played very well for United. And he played very well for United against Chelsea this morning. He's going to be one of the most nailed United starters. Um, Luke Shaw is going to be up there. Dallow is going to be up there. But they're inevitably going, to, inevitably going to be rotated. What I'm very surprised at is Varane hasn't, still hasn't got a shout. Johnny Evans came on late. Um, Lindelof is still a, an option but it's going to be rotated. Um, Harry Maguire, out of that United defence, is going to be... Um, one of the better picks Varane is at 75% now back injury yeah Varane is so injury prone I wouldn't be picking him up even with a good run of fixtures It. I think there's some issue with Ten Hag I know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago and uh, we said if he doesn't start the next two games or feature there's something wrong and that's what happened maybe he's still injured or carrying something but Harry Maguire is definitely going to be the most nailed United defender he also picked up an assist in game week 15 now, I wouldn't be picking him for his attacking threat. Even though he looks like he has good aerial threat, he never he never finishes. No. I watched him numerous times, and it's like that Dawson. They look towards him, and he just never has any power on it. I wouldn't be looking to him for he an always, attacking threat. He always seems to get the header. Yeah. But doesn't do anything with it. Doesn't do anything with it. If you're looking for clean sheets, United have six out of the next ten that are two in the FDR. They include, obviously... This week, Bournemouth. Then in a couple of game weeks, Forest, Wolves, West Ham, Luton and Fulham. Now, even though they're two on the FDR, the likes of Wolves and West Ham are scoring this season. They're not guaranteed. But if you're looking some way in for some way into the United defence, Harry Maguire is the best option. I've seen him available on some waivers this week. And yeah, if you don't want him after Bournemouth, maybe United look shaky against Bournemouth. There's three tough fixtures you can throw him off and look for him again in a couple of weeks. If United look a bit more solid, maybe keep him on your bench until you get to that Forest game and see how you feel then. He's one of those players that if you did drop him for the Liverpool game, there is a high possibility that he'll still be on the waiver come those good run of fixtures, the, come the Forest fixture in game week 20. Definitely. On to our midfield section of the waiver section. So we're going to be looking at larger size leagues. Now, all of these players could be picked up in any size league. The way that we've categorized them, they're probably more likely to be available in bigger leagues. But again, size league doesn't make the decision on these players final. Um, if you're looking for a steady Eddie, Joe Linton, we talked about Bruno Gamera's last week, but Joe Linton is kind of a bit more attacking than Bruno Gamera's. He only has one goal and one assist this season. But... They play a nice run of fixtures after the Spurs game in 16. They have Fulham, Luton and Forest. It seems like every team is playing Fulham, Luton and Forest. Maybe it's just <laughs> they're the only teams we talk about. Um, obviously, a lot of them players are still out. The likes of Murphy, Anderson, Barnes, Tonali. They're going to be out for until, I think it's like nearly the new year. I and know our, Barnes is definitely the new year. Barnes, I think, is like was down as like the twenty third of December or something like that. So I think it could be like game week around that game week nineteen. So if you do want to keep him for the next four game weeks after the Spurs fixture, because again, when you pick them up early, you can then prioritize another waiver. So if you pick up Jolinton this week in preparation for Fulham, Luton, and Forest, there might be a player next week's waivers that you want to put high. You don't have to go looking for Jolinton. 
you have them in, you have them stacked I suppose yeah. so if you want a steady Eddie Joe Linton is a steady Eddie but also is not the worst pick in terms of um, attack and threat so don't ex- don't, don't is, be surprised he is a striker yeah at the end of the day. by trade yeah. don't be surprised if he does get attack and returns and, but it'd be a nice hold for them three fixtures and Tenali sure Tenali won't be back <laughs> definitely won't be back um, if you're looking for uh, kind of a shorter term punt um, but more exciting a Dingra for Brighton we have talked about him previously how he's not the best pick but again Brighton's injuries kind of improve his chances at playing and improve his value they play Burnley then Arsenal then Palace so if you do want to keep him for the next three fixtures that Arsenal fixture in between maybe on a bench him for that but Burnley and Palace could be a good fixture to have him for that now the issue with Adingra I wouldn't go trading for him because he too is going to the AFCON as we said he plays for Ivory Coast isn't yeah, it? Ivory um, Coast He's going to the AFCON from 21 to 24. So I wouldn't go trading for a Dingra. If you do want to do the opposite and trade him out um, and kind of get more of a longer-term hold player, could be a good option. But if you're looking for a one-week punt that's on your waiver in maybe even a smaller size league, um, a Dingra could be a, a nice shout this week. Yeah, definitely wouldn't be holding on to him because he'll break your heart after a while. Yeah, he'll get rotated. Brighton just pulled these players out of See, 18-year-old. Yeah, it's crazy. So... Yeah, don't don't even if he does do well against Burnley, um, that might be then a good chance to get rid of him because he could get benched against Arsenal Palace and then is gone to the Afcon. Um, yeah, maybe pick him up in hopes and and plan to get rid of him. Next we have the goat, Maxos, and the worst thing about Maxos returning is that I had him in my head that he's going to be a fantastic pick for game week sixteen. Now it's probably a good thing that he shows that he can score, but he's going to be very, very hot on people's list. Um, he's his goal was quality. Yeah. It was like a striker's goal again. He finishes like a striker. It's it's absolutely nuts. Um, he big lad. They're looking for him as well. Garnacho assist. Bournemouth at home could be a nice fixture for him. Now I suppose there is issues with Sauce. He has returned. Um, he banged them two goals against Brentford. Fourteen pointer in that game. Two goals against Chelsea, 14-pointer. It's not going to come too often. So I, I, I would like Maxos as a pick. But how are you going to feel when you have Liverpool, West Ham, Villa? Are you going to pick and stick with Sauce? Is he that level yet? I think Bournemouth definitely. When I look at green fixtures, when I suppose he scored against Chelsea. It doesn't make too much of a difference. Yeah. But my issue with Sauce... That was against a poorer Chelsea side at the time. Very true, yeah. My issue with Sauce is that are you going to pick and stick? Is he a Pascal Cross? He he has roots to points in terms of his heading ability, but he's not in corners. He is going to be a target through set pieces. And um, what I probably now that I'm thinking of it, because Max Sauce is really really high on a lot of people's lists. If you have another player that you want to keep long term and you're happy to keep, um, I wouldn't mind putting them higher. I think if you get Sauce in your waivers, great. But if there's other players on your waiver that you really, really want and you think you can keep them for like five, six, seven game weeks or like let's say, I know it's not as exciting but a Dubravka over a Sauce would probably reap more points. Do you get me? If you, you agree. If you rank Dubravka 1 and let's say McSauce 2. Exactly. That might be ben- more beneficial to your team. If he's there and he, he's probably going to be an improvement to some people's teams, I still think he's a good pick. But um, Very true. The... Uh, something we don't talk about enough is when you are coming to the waivers is to make sure you rank them 
in the order of your preference in the order of where your team needs them the most 100% it's like I had a Wobi down on my waivers this week and I didn't get him because the fella that got him had him selected number one and I don't think I had a Wobi until my third choice and that could have been a great pick even yeah. though he returned yeah because you could have improved your team over the long term um yeah, it's where you need it the most and where that position is going to gain you more points. If you've no playing keeper, like you don't put Sauce down first and you get him over a player that's already playing. Yeah, You know what I mean? So Sauce is definitely a good pick, but I wouldn't go breaking the bank for him and watch him bang a hat-trick against Gorm. <laughs> Still definitely a good pick. If we're looking for punts, one weak punt for this, this week is Lewis Potter. They're playing Sheffield and he played 45 minutes in game week 15 came back from uh, I think it was a, a bit of a I wouldn't say a long term couple of game weeks injury in game week 14 got an assist only playing 12 minutes and Buemo has picked up an injury we don't know the extent of it yet Jensen is still out with an injury that's been a bit longer than we had expected and I know this player has been out for a long time but Shade who also plays on the wing um, is out so I think this week could be a start for Lewis Potter again it's a punt a lot of the punts are going to be available on free agents as well. I yeah. picked up Belgard this week on a free agent. Didn't do anything. What can you do? But the way I found my team come the game week, I thought, oh, Doku got injured. Uh, Ayer got injured or something like that. I, I just need a last-minute pickup. A punt could be a great last-minute pickup where you can't see much on the waiver, but you're looking for one week. Yeah. Lewis Potter against Sheffield with a couple of injuries and his recent time on the pitch could be a lovely little punt because there's such a short space of time between trades closing between the waivers closing and then the free agency being open and then the game because it's like what three days exactly between the games you can pick up some very valuable players on the free agency because I know in some drafts people will be on it in your in your groups every week or every day there is a possibility because the games are so close that everyone isn't isn't as on it as you were. And you pick up some gems. Gems. And yeah. the free agent feels like... Game weeks are coming so quick, it feels like it's the free agent all the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you want a spicy little punt, Lewis Potter, he's my... I'm, I've got high hopes. And the last time I said that, Belgar got a one-pointer. You always mention Lewis Potter as well. Yeah, I think he. I think he's a decent player. Um, if we're moving on to our smaller size leagues... A uh, more solid hold for me is Garnacho, and when I talk about more solid hold, I'm comparing him to McSauce. Uh, McSauce, I think, is one of United's better players and will play the majority of games, but so will Garnacho, and Garnacho is going to be kind of a more consistent player. If we look at Garnacho's points, the last couple of game weeks, four, two, eight, three. So although they're not as explosive as a 14 from Sauce, if you looked at Sauce's minutes or points, it was 14, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I think Garnacho, after his recent performances, and not just the bicycle kick, he is going to be United's one of best... Be, sorry. He's going to be one of United's best players. One of the first teams on the team sheet. I think he now has... One of the first teams in the team sheet. <laughs> one of the first names <laughs> in the team sheet. I think... Ten Hag now has to prioritise that if he wants to progress. He can't keep going back to, well, Rashford's good on the left and all that. If Garnacho's. Was, was Rashford, he was on the bench, wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't he, start the last game. He came on. So I, I do expect him to come back and maybe Anthony go to the bench. Um, on that point, 
don't be surprised if Garnacho gets gets benched against Bournemouth. The the reason you'd be picking up Garnacho is to have a United exciting United pick, relatively mm. long term. Yeah. Um. So don't be surprised if he gets benched against Bournemouth. Yeah, he could be a good pick if he does play. But because of United's kind of quick turnaround, which we'll talk about when we talk about another player very soon, um, he could get rested. But don't get him as just a Bournemouth and then let him go. If you're getting Garnacho, you're getting him for the long term. Because then if he doesn't start against Bournemouth, he'll get rid of him. And then he might play well against Liverpool and he might start playing consistently. And once you get to them good fixtures, if he's been playing consistently and get a couple of returns, he's gone. So I suppose it's how highly you value him and how highly you value United. Uh, I think with his recent form, he is worth a hold and see how they get on. Um, and see, do you want him after the two or three games? If not, and, and he is getting rotated, you can let him go. But I think just picking him up for one week might be a bit risky. Because if he does get the bench in or doesn't play as well, um, you might lose him. And then in a couple of weeks' time, you'll think, geez, I had, I had Garnacho and I got rid of him. So if you do pick up Garnacho, um, I'd say keep the faith. Uh, because they do have a couple of tough fixtures, but after that, I think you'll be very glad you owned them. Was it you that quoted, or was it Hefty that said it to you that you know they're a waiver player by the length of time they actually spend on the waiver? Yeah, definitely. That if you let go of Garnacho, let's say you had Garnacho this week and you let him go, how quickly they'd be picked up, or how quickly I suppose people would rank them, or how highly they would rank them, or how many weeks they'd stay on the waiver would dictate, I suppose, should they be on the waiver? Yeah. Their value? Um, or have you got it wrong yeah. I, I've often done it I've left players off um, and they've picked up next week and I'm saying damn it I've, yeah. I've missed something there so I think Garnacho could be one of those that if, if you pick him up doesn't play well you let him go he's gone uh, and that kind of opportunity is gone one of our top midfield players this week is Lo Celso and although we had a question about Lo Celso a couple of weeks ago and we kind of dismissed it because well he I think he only made a, a cameo appearance yeah. since then he's done very well Son is also going to go to the Asian Cup. Now, Richarlison's on the way back. That kind of might be an extra player they has to compete with. I wouldn't be too worried about him. But after game week 16, they play Newcastle. Um, they have Forest, Everton, Brighton, Bournemouth. Four teams that you could see Spurs scoring against. Um, so I think Lo Celso is going to be a nice little pickup. I know there was a lot of questions about him. I definitely think he's going to be a nice little pickup. He will... Come January, be rotation risk. Yeah. So, Son will be back after the Asian Cup. Madison is apparently going to be back in like five or six weeks. The, apparently, the rehab is going well. So You've seen that on Ben Foster's YouTube. Was you? it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I was only listening to the podcast for the first time this week. Uh, properly. Very, yeah. very good. Um, and, anyways, Lex Celso is going to be a good pick for the next four or five game weeks. If then he does well, you might want to look to offload him with the imminent return of... James Madison and Son have inevitably going to come back. Lacelso might nail his place down in that team, but with the likes of Kulisewski playing very well, Johnson playing well, Richarlison coming back and competing, Son and Madison, um, there's going to be competition and inevitably going to be rotating. Lacelso for the short term is going to be a nice pick in a good spur side. Finally, on to our forwards for one game and one game only. Martial. Martial returned, I think, game week 14 with a goal and an assist. And they played Bournemouth game week 16. Now, the reason I say that is because, as we said, United have a very quick turnaround in terms of fixtures. And they play Bournemouth at home in game week 16. 
if he wants to prioritise Hoyland for the likes of as we said Bayern Munich and Liverpool and West Ham they need their golden boy for the Champions League they, yeah he's the Champions League golden boy they will need to have rotation I know Rashford came on and played uh, essentially up top at the end of the Chelsea game but I think Martial will get in there um, I, I think it's going to be a one week punt maybe start him he's going to break your heart that's what Martial does but if you see or think that he's going to get 60-70 minutes against Bournemouth at home with a non-playing striker like I was looking through the striker lists um, you know you're looking at Bene Osula all these names if you can think that you can get a United striker that's going to play 60-70 minutes against Bournemouth at home for a one week punt that could be a good little option after that I think I don't think he's worth keeping unless even if he scores a hat-trick yeah. I think the way the fixtures go and the difficulty of the fixtures I think it's going to be a one week punt so if you're looking for a one-week punt for a forward, Anthony Martial might get the start against Bournemouth. The only issue, well, there's many issues, but one of the main issues is I don't think he can ro- rotate the whole team. We talked about rotation with Garnacho, possibly Martial, um, but he can't just play a second-string team. Bournemouth are a decent attacking side, so I can see him playing the likes of Palestri, Maino, Martial all together. So inevitably there's going to be some rotation, but he's going to have to stick with, uh, I suppose, a spine or a base of a team. Um, and I don't How many games Champions League would they have left? Are they definitely are they gone? No, they, United they... are bottom of the Champions League. They have to win. Have to so win. that Bayern game is absolutely massive. Um, they're going to expect to take three points. Well, hope, I suppose. No. At home, Champions League game. That's going to be their priority. So uh, you can see Hoyland starting that. Yeah. You know, so I think Martial, based on all, all the information we have against Bournemouth, is going to play. Now, issue is I don't think he gets 90. I think he gets probably 70 minutes in yeah. and around that. That is our waivers wrapped up for game week 16. I know there's a quick turnaround again over the next week or two. So make sure you're keeping up to date with us on all social media. If you want condensed version of this, well, I suppose if you've made it this far... <laughs> you don't need a condensed version um, hit that subscribe button on YouTube please and thank you for putting a serious amount of effort into making that and hopefully it is uh, enjoyable and you get relatively the same amount of information as the podcast TikTok Instagram um, Twitter everything give us a follow give us a share if we've ever helped you in any way give us a shout FPL Draft Joe out boom